0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for coming in, Mr. Mahoney. Do you have your member ID card? Yep, I have it right here in the FEP Blue app. See? Great. It's I- awesome. The app can also help me find a provider and keep tabs on my deductibles. Okay, can I Oh, see- yeah, and my out-of-pocket spending and visit limits, and I can call the nurse line. I'm really glad it does all that, but I only need to see your member ID card. Oh, that's it? Why didn't you say so? Fearless is just one tap away. With the new FEP Blue app from Blue Cross and Blue Shield, you can access your health benefits on the go. Download it now at fepblue.org slash app.
1: You are Locked on Titans, your daily podcast on the Tennessee Titans, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into to another edition of Locked on Titans. I'm your host, Jimmy Morris, joined by Terry Lambert. Terry, how are you tonight? Doing good. What's going on? Not too much. So we figured tonight we will uh, kind of go around the AFC South because again the Titans don't they won't have to submit a practice report until Thursday. So obviously we're all waiting to see uh, what Marcus Mariota's status is going to be. You know what they'll list him as as practicing all that stuff, but we won't get any that information until Thursday. So uh, we figured tonight we would kind of go around the AFC South a little bit and talk about uh, just how the division looks through five weeks and and, and how it's kind of shaping up to this point. Before we do that again, we got to talk about um, Pro Football Focus. Uh, again, they're running a a deal with, with Locked On that if you do if you rate and review the podcast and you leave your Twitter handle in the review, uh, you'll be entered to win a year long subscription to PFF. And again, just a lot of cool stuff on there, um, especially fantasy stuff. If you're into season long daily any of that stuff uh, a, lot, a lot of a lot of neat tools on there they give you some some edges as far as matchups and that kind of stuff and then they got a lot of draft content and then just you know week in and week out game content you'll hear us reference a lot of the a lot of the pff stuff um in podcasts especially like the night after the game because uh, i get an email with stats from them and it's just really cool and useful so again if you want to be entered to win that subscription just go to the locked on titans page on itunes you can go to itunes and search locked on titans we'd love for you to subscribe obviously Um, But rate and review the podcast and leave your Twitter handle to be entered into that. All right, so we'll start with the Colts. um, You know, the Titans, obviously, put the Colts on Monday Night Football. Um, And, you know, the biggest thing with them has obviously been the absence of Andrew Luck. You know, we kind of have speculated all along that we thought he would be back for this Monday Night game. Um, Apparently, that's not going to happen. They're they're saying at least week seven uh, before he's back, possibly into November. Um, but you got to give them props for what they've done uh, in his in his absence. I mean, they're, they're two and three, but they um, went out and, and got Jacoby Brissett, who has has been good enough. I mean, has been serviceable for them. Um, still, some more holes to to that they need to fill. Um, but again, that's that's something that's going to come along. That now that they've got a competent GM, um, you, you should see them kind of take a turn, kind of like things have with John Robinson. So. What are your early thoughts on the colts here
0: uh I'm not sure they're for real quite yet um there's They're still in year one of ballard who who you know turned turned down tons of jobs and and finally took one um i think I think it was smart to do that to kind of land with a quarterback um but still he's got a long way to go on this roster. The defense just still is is not very good. They don't have a pass rusher uh secondary isn't very good uh just just not a lot there. Uh, offensively, they're fine. Uh, I think they've they've got some issues up front, but T.Y. Hilton, obviously great playmaker, probably going to smoke the Titans on Monday night. Just look for that. Um, and, and then you know they're still rolling with Frank Gore, who's who's still just chugging along. He's just, he's pushing 40. He's amazing. Uh, the the guy I'm scared about is Marlon Mack. Uh, he, he seems to have turned a corner. A really explosive uh, kid out of South Florida. So. Look for him on Monday night. Um, I, are they for real, though? I, I don't think I'm buying it. Um, Forty Wins over the 49ers. Uh, Browns, they're 2-3. and three. Andrew Luck's probably out until November. Uh, Jacoby Brissett's been okay. Uh, he, he can probably keep the ship afloat until then, which is all you can ask. But I, I don't know. I, I see too many holes.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. I'm glad you mentioned Marlon Mack. I need to go put a waiver claim in for him in fantasy. Um, because, you know, he, he's a guy that's got a lot of talent, and I think we'll use him more as season goes along. And everybody on the offense, you know, gets a little bit of an upgrade once Andrew Luck comes back when that does happen. But like you said, the the, the defensive questions are really what's going to get them, and, and that's been their issue, you know, really for the last couple of years anyway. Is they just haven't – their defense hasn't been good enough um, to, to support the offense that they've had in, in the years when Andrew Luck has been healthy. Um, And, and so – and still, even with him coming back, I mean – you know, he he. First of all, he's been hurt a lot. You know, Mariota gets the, the reputation of being injury prone, but you can say the same thing about Luck. I mean, he, he's he's had uh, he's had some, some injury issues, obviously, and this one's kept him out for a while. Um, and, and so, there's no guarantee that when he comes back, he'll be back to the level that that he's played at before um, after after having so much time off and that kind of stuff. So, uh, I don't I don't think they're a legitimate contender this year, um, but they're they're maybe the team. The t- them and the Texans are really the team that I think scare me the most long term. Just I think they've got the most pieces, um, and we'll talk about Jacksonville that kind of stuff in a minute. But but just the quarterback pieces on offense really is is what I'm talking about there. So um, we move on to the Texans, who you know have suffered just a couple of devastating blows in, in the game on Sunday night. They lost to J. Watt for the year uh, to an injury. A, a, I think it's a tibial fracture or something like that. And I still don't really even know what that is. Um, but, I mean, apparently it's something that's really serious. It could possibly be career-threatening. So it's something to keep an eye on there. And, I mean, you hate to see that with a guy that, that's his, his caliber. Um, and, and, you know, you just, he, he had injury issues himself up here last year with the back injury and that kind of stuff. Um, they also went to Merciless as well um, to, a, to a torn peck in that same game. So, obviously, a couple of blows there. But, you know, we saw them two weeks ago when they were just demolishing the Titans. Doing whatever they wanted uh, on the offensive side of the ball with Deshaun Watson, and, and again, I mean, I, I think he's, I, I think he's got it now. I mean, I, I think I don't think he's going to be as good as he has been this first month. I think that legal adjust to him, and then he'll have to see if he can make those adjustments, um, you know, to overcome whatever it is once they get once they get tape on him and all that kind of stuff. But I mean, I, I think that he's a he's a legitimate good quarterback in this league, and, and so they're they're in a better spot. As far as their offense is concerned right now, than I thought they would be at this point. But now they've got question marks on defense with those two big injuries.
0: Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head uh, saying the NFL's probably going to catch up to Watson eventually. Uh, and you you've kind of seen this, you know, Vince Young, RG three, both came out and just played with their hair on fire the first few games, and and then suddenly, and maybe it was a year or two, uh, but but the NFL caught up. So maybe they don't catch up this year, but. Uh, you, Deshaun Watson has been outstanding. I mean, back-to-back games with five touchdowns, I think, that's that's crazy. Um, he, he's probably coming for that rookie record, that rookie touchdown record. Um, so, you know, I had that in my notes. You know, the more he puts on tape, the more teams will adjust. Uh, and the Texans have done a great job of just kind of tailoring that offense to, to him, uh, you know, opening things up from the the Brock Osweiler days, the Tom Savage days. So, so yeah, I think the Texans on offense are scary going forward, but how are they going to react defensively? You've no longer got J.J. Watt. You've no longer got Merciless. All those double teams are going to go over to Clowney. Can Clowney even hold up? So we'll see about that. Uh, and, and you don't have A.J. Bouye like you did last year kind of walking down one side of the field. So I think there's some some leaky holes there. Uh, I think you saw the Chiefs kind of expose that in the second half of that that ball game. So that's something to look forward uh, to, to to look for going forward. Uh, it, again, each team in this division just has a glaring hole now, and it's really interesting that you can kind of throw a blanket over the whole group.
1: Yeah, and you know, again, I mean, I think that what we would have said. That the biggest strength for this for the Texans would have been is their defense. Obviously, they've had issues in the secondary with Watt and merciless and all them healthy, uh, all those guys healthy. And now that they're not going to be there anymore, I think they are going to have those holes. And so they're going to turn a little bit more into a team that's going to have to score points to win to win games. Um, and so that puts a little bit more on Deshaun Watson's shoulders, like you said, five touchdowns back to back games. It's never been done before by a rookie. Um, so you know, the, the, there's some potential there, obviously. So it'll be interesting. To watch, and I mean, I think I can't remember what the odds were coming into the season. I think the Titans were the favorite to win the division. I mean, I'm assuming the Texans were next, um, <clears throat> just just with the, the injury to Andrew Luck and all that stuff. So, and people not believing in, in this Jaguars team. So, the Texans, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how they where they go from here. Um, they signed a couple of guys today, Lamar Houston, and, and who's the other guy they signed? Kendall Langford. Kendall Langford. So, I mean, they, they signed a couple of guys today. Um, They'll come in and, and, you know, probably be serviceable guys, but, you know, guys that are available in Week 6 are available for a reason. So they're obviously still going to be a huge drop-off from Watt and Merciless. Um, But anyway, so that'll be something to watch with them going forward. And then the team that is in first place in the division right now, the Jacksonville Jaguars, who, um, you know, I I just – it's mind-boggling to me, honestly. Blake Bortles is – one of the worst starting quarterbacks in the league, if he's not the worst, okay? So, I mean, they that that's obviously an issue. You know, you find the quarterback. Uh, that's what it, everybody says that's how you start the franchise. That's what, that's what you got to do. The Jaguars have a terrible one. But so far, th- through the majority of the season, they've been able to hide him. They've been able to rely on, you know, their their top five rookie running back, top five pick rookie running back, and Leonard Fournette, who's a stud. I mean, anybody that watched him play in college knew that. Um, but they've been able to hide Bortles, run the ball with Fournette, and played just you know outstanding defense, uh, forcing turnovers. And they've lived off of you know taking turnovers by them and had two pick sixes against Roethlisberger this past week. Um, just turn the ball over. But you saw against the Titans, when you can kind of keep at an even game script, and the team and the, t- the team that's playing the Jaguars is able to take care of the ball it becomes really difficult for the Jaguars to do much in those types of matchups.
0: The Jaguars are just defying all all means of logic. I mean, you go back to free agency and everybody's preaching you don't win games in March. Well, it, the, the Jaguars went all in in March for two years in a row. And, and part of that is because they drafted so bad that they didn't have anybody to re-sign, so they literally just had all this cap room because they had so many busts on their team. So they have all this money, and they spend it, and, and they load it up on defense, and it's working for them. Uh, again, like you said, how far can you go with Blake Bortles, though? I, I just don't think this is a sustainable blueprint. I, I mean, it's it's clearly their best option right now, but what happens when you're not getting three, four, five turnovers a game? So I, I don't know. I, They've kind of got this... They're, they're really inconsistent. What we would expect out of a Blake Bortles team, they, they've they got this kind of up-down trend going. You know, they, they opened with the Texans and killed them. Uh, then the Titans killed them. Uh, they they killed the Ravens. Uh, they lost to the Jets. And then they destroyed the Steelers this past weekend. So, uh, looking for consistency for Jacksonville, that's the thing. And I'm just not sure you're going to get it with Blake Bortles.
1: Yeah, and so... That'll be that'll be the thing to watch. Obviously, with them, um, like you said, that, that defense is, is legit. I mean, there's no doubt about no doubt. that. They, they have, if not the best defense in the league, one of the best two defenses in the league. So um, they're going they are going to be able to win a lot of football games like that. And, and you know, honestly, it's not that much different than you know how the Titans want to play. Now, the difference is the Titans have, when healthy, Marcus Mariota, a much better a quarterback. And not nearly as good of a defense, at least from a from a personnel standpoint. I mean, you know, they don't have nearly the corners or, or some of the guys up front that the, the Jaguars have. But you know, it's a it's a similar like style of football that they want to play. I think if you know Mike Malarkey had his had his preference, then you know they would they would run the ball thirty thirty five times a game and not have to throw it very much. Um, but they've got the, the Titans have the ability to do that again when Mariota's on the field. Um, and it's so like you said, I mean, I just think when you get into the playoffs and stuff like that, I, I just don't think if they are able to make it that far, I just don't see that as being a, a sustainable thing that's going to carry them a long way once you get into those types of games. You're going to have to score points um, in those types of games because you're going to be playing against teams that are really good at taking care of the football because that's how you win games is taking care of the football as they get to the playoffs. You know, you know, you're not playing uh, uh, basically – should have retired Ben Roethlisberger uh, in the playoffs. So, um, you know, anyway, actually they may, because they, they may still win that division. But, <laughs> uh, so scratch all that. But for the most part, that that's not that's not the type of – those are not the type of games you see in the playoffs. So I just I, – I don't know. And, and, you know, we sit here and we're poking all these holes in the other teams, and then obviously our team um, has plenty of glaring holes of its own. Um, again, and, and we'll talk about it from the standpoint of when Marcus Mariota is healthy. Um, you know, I, I still am a believer in this offense once you get Mariota and Corey Davis out there healthy. Um, I mean, I, I think that it's, it's, I think in that scenario, it's, it's the best offense in the division, even with a healthy Andrew Luck and, you know, the guys that he has there. I mean, you no, know, the Titans don't have a T.Y. Hilton. Uh, maybe Corey Davis can be that. We think he can. We don't know that yet. Um, but the Titans have a better offensive line than the Colts. They have a better running game than than the Colts, you know, all things equal. And the Titans' defense is is, a, is better than the Colts, but, I mean, obviously not on the same level as the Jaguars and, and the Texans. So, I mean, the biggest question for, for the Titans, once everybody gets back, is is the defense good enough to keep them in those games so that the offense can score just enough points to win? Because, I mean, I think that, you know, we still have – again, it's funny – Right, we we, we spent a lot of time last night talking about Terry Biscay. Um but it, you know he's the one that gets all the heat. But the the bigger questions that we should be having are on the defensive side of the ball. Again, once Mariota's back, and you're not you're not having to worry about compensating for Matt Kessel.
0: Yeah, I, it, it's funny. I remember talking, you know, in the summer uh, w- w- with. Fans that were realistically thinking, you know, twelve, thirteen wins, and I'm just like, man, I, I, I don't think the defense is going to be there yet. I, I and, and you know, for for the Titans to win thirteen, twelve or thirteen games, they were going to have to score thirty points a game, and, and I just didn't think the offense was going to be that consistent. And, and you know, unfortunately, I was right. So, and, and we've lost Marcus, so it, it, you can kind of throw that out the window. But still, um. Marcus Mariota is not right, even when he's been healthy. And I don't know what is up with the slow starts. Nobody can answer that question. Uh, but Marcus Mariota has come out stone cold, and it has doomed the Titans multiple times already this this year. And I don't know what the answer is. Maybe the answer is getting the run game going, uh, getting it going early, and they haven't been able to do that. Uh, so I don't know. The, the Titans just aren't clicking offensively or defensively yet uh we've seen it for a half again against Jacksonville and i'd I'd argue for another half against against Seattle uh but still it, it's concerning that this offense has has yet to get really going yet uh, maybe that happens when Mario's back when Corey Davis comes back if the Titans can just stay away from the injury book i think they'll be okay offensively defensively you're still going to have some bumps in the road you know it, that's just that's just how it's going to go with an inconsistent pass rush when you can't get after the the, the passer with four guys, you're going to be inconsistent because you're going to have to blitz and you're going to give up big plays, you know, especially with a second-year corner and a, and a first-year corner out there. So um, unfortunately for the Titans, I just don't see that defense being there yet. Um, they're probably a draft class and a free agent class away from being really good. Uh, and, and you'd certainly hope that, that maybe John Robinson could add like a free safety type and a, an a edge rusher type um, in, in next year's draft. But I don't know, just, they just—they still feel a couple pieces away defensively.
1: Yeah, and so, I mean, it's funny when you just look at the division as a whole. I think that, I, I think it's better than people thought it was going to be, um, you know, with the Jaguars defense being as good as it has been, um, with the emergence of Deshaun Watson for the Texans, um, and then again, when, when Andrew Luggets back. So, I mean, I, I think at that point, it's not the laughingstock that it has been for the last couple of years, Um, but still a division with, with teams that have a lot of holes. Um, and I'm sure if we sat down and went division by division, we could do very, very similar things to, to most teams in most divisions. I mean, that's just kind of the state of the NFL right now. Um, with the, with the parody and all that stuff, um, it's just kind of what happens, but there's been a lot of focus on, you know, how bad the AFC South has been. And, um, I, I think it's, I think it's better this year than, than people give it credit for. And I think that, um, by the time when the dust settles by, by at the end of the year, I do think that these teams will be I, – I don't think you're going to have – I don't think an 8-8 team is going to win the division, I think, or 9-7 even. I, I think it's going to take 10 or 11 wins to win this division because you do have a couple teams that I think can, can put up that number. And then it's just a case of can the Titans do it. And, and again, I mean, the majority of that stems on you know Marcus Mariota being healthy. And then, like you said – can he play better than he has been when he is healthy? Um, because so far he hasn't been the, the Mariota that we expected still, obviously a huge upgrade over Matt castle, but hasn't been the guy that, you know, can transcend the team and, and take them to that next level. So that, that, that's something to be interesting to watch. But I, I just thought it would be, we, we thought it would be good to, um, kind of have this discussion tonight against there's not a whole lot of, not, not a whole lot of news around the Titans other than what we've already talked about. Um, they will be on the, the there's, malarkey said on monday that the Titans are going to practice on wednesday but they won't be required to you know give out any information as far as injury status and that stuff goes because they don't have to do that until thursday since they're playing on monday so i don't know if we'll get anything tomorrow or not um but we'll 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 come up with something else obviously to talk about tomorrow night um maybe maybe just a cult preview if nothing else we we can kind of do that tomorrow night and, and talk about you know how the specific matchups in this game break out anything else Terry, you wanted to touch on that's all i got all right. So, yeah, like I said, um, again, don't forget the, the pro football focus uh, promotion that we have. Rate and review the podcast. Search Locked on Titans in iTunes. Um, that'll get you to the page. Rate and review there. Subscribe, please. Um, and then you'll be entered you, – you leave your twirl. You'll be entered into um, a contest or a drawing to win a, a year-long subscription to the PFF. Um, so we'll be back tomorrow with another episode, pre- Colts Preview, getting you ready for Monday Night Football in um, – Hopefully we'll have maybe some good news on Marks Mario, um, but that, that'll be kind of the thing that we're watching heading into the, into the site. And obviously check out musicandmiracles.com. Uh, we, have, we have a ton of content on there going up every day. Follow us on Twitter. I'm at Jay Morris MCM, and Terry is...
0: At T Lambert FB.
1: At T Lambert FB. There you go. All right, so that's, that's we'll all tonight. Yep, I'll get one of these days. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening to Locked On Titans, and we'll talk to y'all tomorrow.